Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All podcast. <laughs> we talk solely about Redfall up until its launch and then maybe for one more week and then probably never again. Yeah. So there's no news on Redfall this week. So we're just going to zoom really far in on this picture of a vampire and check out his skin complexion <laughs> for the next hour and a half. So we're just going <laughs> to we're just going to talk about Redfall again. <laughs> we're just going to yeah. literally talk about last week's video. We're just going to play. We're going to do a reaction podcast. to our own video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really think RK needs to market the game properly. What is the chat? Thing? Wow, that that is such an original take. Yeah, no, I agree. You know. Yeah. <laughs> God, what if it's a Left for Dead game? I can, I can. That would be crazy. You know. Well, Dak, I've got some news for you. They said yeah, that it wasn't on. actually a Left for Dead game, <laughs> and it's more their take on Alan Wake. <laughs> That's crazy. I can't help but feel that, you know. I, this is new information. Like, I haven't heard this before, you know. Yeah, well, my dad is... works at Redfall Studios. <laughs> Does he? That's yeah. so cool. I mean, Arcane. <laughs> All right. I guess we should do this. Yeah. All right. G- give us the jingle, then. Let's crack on with this. With this horrible, horrible podcast. Yeah, we're jingling. <laughs> Hopefully the jingle will... <laughs> nullify your cracked voices your cracked voice yeah okay hi everyone welcome back to the sad resume podcast where today we're very sad for a lot of different reasons you know and the news yeah, you're frowning at me well, i you don't know, feel do you that know, sad you, you should be sad you should be sad oh yeah i i, I know some of the news if, if you're referring to the microsoft and but, many people losing their jobs but yeah yeah but more in more importantly my throat is sore and i'm a little bit sick that is uh, the most and important. and the avengers shut uh, shut down that's probably the you know that's up there as well really sad for all 12 people still playing the game uh so uh, you know have you ever been here before my name's deck that's tim yeah i'm tim <laughs> hello and uh, we're going to chat shit for the next probably hour and a half to two hours. I, actually, you know, I, I have a lot to say about all of these things that are happening today. But I, I am, I have a crackly throat. You know, I have you said, like a dry winter cough. And, you know, I've got a bit of stuffy nose. And every now and then my throat is cracking. You know, my voice is cracking like, you know, when, when you're in puberty. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, you know, was hoping this wasn't a thing after the age of 20. <laughs> no. It but it happens. And it shouldn't. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry. He's a sick boy. But it's fine. Just, just, just talk normally. Don't, don't go crazy. Don't strain the voice deck. <sighs> I'm stressing out. <laughs> yeah, It'll but this is the thing. Fine. What if I get impassioned? I get impassioned sometimes, and then you know, one crack, one crack turns into two cracks, 
two cracks, the whole thing breaks, you know? Just find the your emotion receptor and just block it <sighs> to your brain for the next hour and a half. It's easy. Yeah, do I've some, done I'll it do my entire life. Belly, belly breathing. Wow. He's got it. This guy's got it. You, sh- you should have my job. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, hold on. Mm. I'm qualified in being an asshole. <laughs> Into the news! <laughs> well, usually we do the... No, you're doing it wrong. Usually we do the what, we, what we've been playing. <laughs> Into <laughs> the news! Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. All right, I'll start. Uh, what have I been playing this week? Um, bu- 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 yeah, nothing, nothing new. Um, <laughs> wow, <laughs> I have been <laughs> playing drum roll and everything. Overwatch. Uh, I have been playing Slay the Spy. I have played a little bit of Octopath. I did that on a pair offline. Don't judge me. Um, and I'll probably be doing that a little bit today as well. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I think that's about it from me. To be honest. Um, we had we had such a good night of Overwatch last night. What was that twelve ranked games? We had eleven yeah. losses and uh, one win. So good it is amazing. I really learned a lot about myself. Yeah, actually, yeah. you know, I actually cried myself to sleep for the first time in a while. Yeah, I I held. No matter. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Getting into trigger warning territory, okay. so I'm not going to say that. Jesus, what were you going to say? <laughs> Fuck. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, no, it was pretty rough. Yeah, it was just one of those nights where we were playing, you know, there was four of us. You know, obviously teams of five, and we just could not catch a win. And none of us were really, like, I couldn't point to an obvious thing we were doing wrong. No. So that it, it was a bit of just smash your head against the wall. I think and we did some, catch one dub. I think some comps, I feel like we're very slow to change up our comp. Like, when we go, like, for example... There was a few times we went like Symmetra Junkrat last night, like us. And then the other player just sees that and then just goes fairer. But then we don't do, we don't change. We just stay on those heroes for ages because like we had like 60% ult or something like that. And it just yeah. wastes so much time. It's better off just throwing away your ult charge to just kill that fairer. Yeah. Um, I agree. And I think that sort of shit just loses us so much momentum. Um yeah. yeah, and just playing like yeah, meta characters a little bit helps because um, we were up against some pretty good players last night. But yeah, but I also think like with these games, especially Overwatch, I suppose the way I think of it is that there's like a there's like a macro strategy, and then there's like a micro strategy. You know, so like macro would be like changing characters. And then micro is like going for flanks, death balling, stuff like that. And I, I don't feel like we ever really have a micro strategy either. You know, no. it's usually just walk forward and, and shoot. And, you know, yeah. maybe if, you know, if I'm playing Genji or something, I'll try and get a flank in. But, you know, sometimes you have those teams which they're obviously in comms and they all go around the, the left side. And because of that, they get a pick and, and it kind of, you know, it's just like a really good micro strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Definitely. Um, the, yeah. the joys of competitive video gaming you know yeah man um but yeah that was kind of rough uh but yeah that's that's about it from from my end for what i've been playing this week but yeah what about you i i yeah i've just been playing overwatch and some pentiment i think that's pretty much it I, i'm like every now and again i'm still checking on you suck at parking for, for those private 
matches, but that still hasn't happened. They said it was coming soon after launch. Mm. We're now in 2023. You soon, soon. That word is one of the most abused words in the English language. Yeah, it's absolutely exploited. <laughs> it's, it's horrible. It doesn't mean what people say it means. It just means whatever. It just means get off our backs. <laughs> they, yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. So pr- pretty uninteresting. I did tweet the other day about Pentiment that I was like, it's a lot longer. I, I think I've said before, it's like a lot, a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. It's not necessarily a bad thing, and it's not like bloated. You know, I think I think it is like fifteen to twenty hours long. I maybe an hour eight or something like that. Um, you still still enjoying it? Still liking it? I still, whenever I get into it, I I do enjoy it. But there are just sometimes where I don't want to boot up a game and just read, and that's just the mm-hmm. nature of the game. Um, you know, it depends. But there are, there are other times where it's really good because when I've got Fox, you know, um, I can just, I don't have to have the mute, like I don't have to pay attention to much other than the text on the screen, you know, and I can use one hand to play the game pretty much. <laughs> I can just yeah. use my gangly fingers on, on the controller. <laughs> um, and it got me thinking as well, actually, and I also tweeted about this and it got no traction, which I thought was really sad because it was one of my best because I even Photoshopped an Xbox controller into two halves. And oh like the yeah, I saw joy, this. The little Joy-Con things on it, and I was like, "Would that not be cool?" Because I love having, I like that about the Joy Cons that you can just have your hands separate. Yeah, it's really it's a lot more flexible for like casual playing. It's, again, especially with a baby, like it, you know, I can do. I just thought, you know, am I am I crazy? Is that a good idea? Uh, I mean, it's a bit, it's a better idea than the stupid fucking LCD screen they put on a controller. I can tell you that much yes hard agree <laughs> yeah i mean fuck me i'd rather have xbox joy cons than something displaying my battery in like a fucking 2001 <laughs> yeah. and a word format yeah my gamer tag just in case i forget yeah. like i've got amnesia or something disassociate <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. every now and then <laughs> like, oh god like, yeah that's me <laughs> that is me wow um but yeah, no, it is a pretty good idea. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not the worst idea ever. I'm just surprised, like, of all the things that, <clears throat> you know, like features that are in controllers at the moment that have, like, got a bit of traction, you know, like smart rumble, like haptic feedback, you know, adaptive, you know, whatever. The, the, the split controller isn't one that's also, like, Sony or PlayStation or even, sorry, Sony Xbox or um, even, like, Google or Steam haven't, try to emulate i don't know mm. i just feel like there's a there's a market there that definitely mm. yeah especially if it just <clears throat> plays like a normal controller but you have the option to just split it whenever you want yeah yeah that too yeah all right yeah well cool that's pretty much it i've uh, been a bit uneventful i've been hyper busy team i've been like a, a turbo socializing this week because i i had my first full week at uni i've got two full weeks at uni and then I go into Jeez. my normal cadence of like half and half in the week. Mm-hmm. And that's driving to Coventry. These are long days, man. I underestimated kind of the journey here. Um, it's like it's like 45 minutes in and then 55 minutes back. Um, mm. And, you know, it's, it's meeting like a class of other like 35 people. And you all know what it's like, you know, when you go and start and you go to a new like hobby in a new place or, you, you know, whatever it is, or it's an educational setting or work setting, you know, I'm sure it's been similar for you, actually. Mm-hmm. But there's getting to know everyone's names um and of course we do a lot of like in, in what we do we do a lot of like role play so like getting to know each other really helps um 
when you're pretending to be a therapist and you're pretending to be a client you know what i mean it yeah. helps knowing each other so you don't feel like an idiot mm -hmm. um so I, i've been shattered this week i've only just got back on my feet to be honest in terms of energy and now i'm doing it all over again tomorrow <laughs> so, but, yeah. it's rough it's, it's... that's why i'm sick mm. Yeah, probably. Like seriously, because yeah, your your body does just use so much energy when it comes to absorbing new information and you know, putting on this almost different persona, right? Because you're 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 not your regular self when you're introducing yourself to new people and all that. You're 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 being more bubbly, you're being more approachable, you're being all that is just so much more like effort on your body. Um and and all the learning it goes through yeah for sure like it's gonna let down its guard in other areas when you're you're outputting yeah. um more so, yeah for socializing sure. is exhausting and like it, it i really always is. remember a way that we thought about <clears throat> where the way that we always thought about it when we spoke about fatigue when i worked at when we were when i worked in like neuro you know rehab you know helping with people with brain injuries and stuff like that is that we'd, we'd separated fatigue into physical which is what we all think of you know like i'm tired you know you feel it physically but there's also like emotional you can get emotionally fatigued and there's also cognitive so you know like your, your brain and you know how you, sometimes sometimes you feel okay but like you're just working really slowly you know like i'm not yeah. remembering anything like i'm struggling to pay attention to stuff mm -hmm. and they're three separate things and that always like stuck with me because like yeah when i come out of like doing a lot of socialing i always feel like cognitively fatigued i'm like i can't i don't have the bandwidth and, and emotionally yeah. as well yeah <clears throat> you know yeah. 100% yeah I tend to get quite physically fatigued as well like I think my first few days at work um at my new job where I was like learning so much and you know new people new environment everything I literally just got home and just fell asleep yeah like, <laughs> it's like, and that never happens yeah yeah and it's just that just shows just how much day, more, yeah. yeah just how yeah. much more sort of strain your your, your body's under yeah <sighs> yeah it's hard it's hard. It's hard right now, you know. Do you know who else is hard for? Actually, no. I was gonna. I was gonna do a segue into maybe you know the Microsoft whole laying off thing, but we're not there yet. Do you know who else it's hard for? Uh, Rocksteady, as we move into our honorable mentions, with with this with immense smoothness. Nobody even noticed that segue. No, it was so smooth. No, no. And the reason for this is, by the way, Tim, do not click on the link and do not share the the photo I've got. Okay. On the link because apparently Warner Bros are slamming everyone with copyrights. It's Yvette's channel. Don't want to get slammed with a copyright. <laughs> um, it, it was around a leaked screenshot of Suicide Squad uh, having a battle pass, I a heard. store, six currencies, you know, and it's. Um, what were your like, initial thoughts, thoughts about that? My initial thoughts are I'm very disappointed. Uh, you don't like to see this sort of stuff in a uh, in a single player game, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's not good. And uh, can this game be played co-op? I'm not actually sure. Can you like? Is it like dropping? Yeah. Okay, it is. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm getting fatty Avengers vibes from this. <laughs> like, it is it's funny. Not even funny. That. Yeah, because yeah. I actually <laughs> even saw the screenshot and I watched like a video on this. And people were literally just almost like for like comparing the UI to like the Avengers UI. And it was just like, mm. I don't know, man. I, I, I really, I really hope this is being exaggerated or this is outdated or this is just something they didn't end up going with. Because I've said in the past that Suicide Squad 
kind of looks like a bit of a banger. Like it looks like a pretty cool game. And it the was, gameplay looks turbo fun. Yeah, and it just would be a real fucking shame if they just just lock it down with this sort of stuff. It, it would literally kill the game. Um, yeah, it's it's a real shame. But we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I'm not happy about it. Not in the slightest. Yeah, I, I guess it is funny, isn't it? Because we, we've had this now emerging trend of of like these superhero games, these four-player superhero games that either are full-on games as a service or they're like leaning into co-op um, and I'm, I'm struggling to find the, like, the exact way to pigeonhole it, but I think you all know what I mean. You know, like Gotham Knights did. It wasn't quite games as a service, but it definitely seemed like it wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Avengers was. Um I don't know because I'm torn about it because like I, I like the idea of like these superhero games existing and having like a co-op element like I that, I think that makes sense be superheroes yeah. with your friends yeah great awesome but not all of them like the fact that that's the majority now is maybe a bit much like the fact that we were really only looking at Insomniac with Spider-Man as the single player you know superhero game so uh, that's kind of crazy to me uh, you know maybe Wonder Woman if that's still happening but we don't know anything about that and uh Wolverine, uh, but these are games that haven't come out so yeah but exactly i mean we know it's going to be the sony uh, you know formula so mm. it's, it's it'll be the same thing uh I, I you know like i said I, I like the idea of some of these of some of these games having like a co-op element i think that's pretty cool but the fact that we're on our third one now and they have a bad history like if gotham knights had pulled it off i wouldn't be feeling this way but gotham yeah. knights fumbled on quite a few levels i know a lot of people like did quite enjoy it like genuinely but it fumbled from what i could tell because at some point early in the development it was a games as a service and then they pulled out of it you know maybe because of avengers uh yeah it definitely seems like they're more like over two in this sort of uh in this sort of genre this sort of space and and maybe you should just try and take out this element or yeah like not bake it in and then remove it you know just from scratch just make a game that's not games of a service um especially i just don't even see how it kind of fits as well with like suicide squad like it's just like i i feel like when you throw in a gear system and a loot system and a battle pass and stuff like that in a game like that I feel like you're just doing it for the sake of it. It doesn't need it. It doesn't fit. It's just weird. It's just really, really weird. Yeah, yeah I'm inclined to agree. And I, I just don't know, like, because we've spoken about uh, like battle passes before, right? And like, generally, like, I think they're okay for like games and service games. I think they're like a fair middle ground where it's not. There's no gambling. Um, you know, I, I think some of it's a bit questionable in terms of like the season expiring and you having bought it and then you don't get stuff in it i, I yeah. don't know i feel like there's something a bit there's some like ethical problem there that i can't be bothered to dive into right now but anyway but in terms of single player games uh, and this is a really bad analogy and a really bad example but like you suck at parking has a battle pass and that's like mostly a single player game right mm-hmm. loads of levels you drive around you do the little fun you know it's a funny little indie game really good you know just as a throw it out there um and it has a battle pass and you can play anything in the game and it'll level up that battle pass and you'll get cosmetics and I think that's quite kind of fun and kind of cute. I don't know. I'm okay with that, mm-hmm. I, I guess. But like the the argument against battle passes is that 
if you're going to put it in a live service game or really i guess any game is that it it removes play, uh, player expression so in the sense that you, you're not getting currency to buy what you want in any order you want you're just getting it given to you yeah. in a certain order so like you know so everybody's going to have the same stuff you know in the same order mm-hmm. that's kind of the out of the counter argument at least in terms of you know from the design perspective you know if you're forgetting about the monetizing so uh, there is an element here of like as much as i'm not entirely against battle passes i if all of the cosmetics are jammed into a battle pass then you do in a superhero game like there's a lot of opportunity for player expression there and that's kind of being robbed i think i feel you know yeah no yeah i yeah i actually kind of agree with you um yeah it's just it's just a little bit weird there, there are just different ways you can approach it like i there's you know, like the way like Spider Man approaches it. I know Spider Man's not a co op game, um, and all this, but the way they approach it with just having like suits and equipment just being unlocked by just playing the game or doing specific challenges, like why can't we just have that baked into the game rather than oh, you have to buy a battle pass actually to get the cool suits to have the cool abilities and stuff like that? It's just like, well no why can't we just make it a cool fun collectible where i play parts of your game that i wouldn't normally play so i can get this cool fucking suit which means i put more hours into your game like i just don't get it like there's no reason why a game can't have the same sort of formula as a single player superhero game like spider-man while also maintaining the co-op element as well it's like they're just like oh if we make it co-op and make it play it with your friends we have to monetize it it's just how that works it's like no it's not (laughs) it really isn't yeah i mean and that's the thing like unless there's some like killer feature that we don't know about with suicide squad yet like the reason that these sorts of games don't have never worked ever worked as a uh service game you know as in what you know what i mean is like a cult game rather than like a a shared world game like destiny that's a different thing i think we can all agree it's because like the combat loop isn't varied enough like you you know you have your your 20 30 40 hours of it you know there's no like deep built like rpg building deep like loot system or whatever it is you know variety of mechanics of the world unless that's what i mean unless there is then maybe they know something we don't but for the most part people are done with these sort of games after 30 hours so i don't see the point in you turning in this into a service game where you update it on like a monthly basis ah yeah and like what are even are those updates like because if you've built this to be something that can be experienced as a contained world like you're kind of pigeonholed in, aren't you? You know, so like you're going to add another mm. city or something. You know, I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they they, they don't they don't have the expansive systems um, in place. I mean, they might do, but I I just I can't see it having like the expansive systems of something like Diablo. You know, where you can just keep right. playing that. Where I, I I just feel like it's just going to be shallow, and like you said, like you're just going to be done with it so like most players aren't going to really go for that whole monetized um route or element because they're just going to complete it and kind of be done with the game knowing that that's about all they want to do with it um like yeah (laughs) imagine you get to the end of the year it's december 2023 and you're like god i'm i'm still playing suicide squad (laughs) 
Yeah, I just can't see that. <laughs> like, like that's not happening, is it? It's just not happening. So, I, I because that's I, like also it's just like what the devs are telling us. You know, like none of the like ads that we've seen have indicated that the game is going to be like a hyper replayable game in yeah. the same way, like you say, Diablo is arguably Destiny <clears throat> and, and competitive games. You know, they're the same thing. They're you know very replayable in nature. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so. Yeah, it's it's a weird one. It's a weird design choice. It's definitely not when I saw this. It's definitely not what I expected to come out of Suicide Squad or what I expected to see. No, um, no. But you know, we'll see how it turns out. Rocksteady do have a good history. Um, maybe they'll pull it off. You know, maybe they'll they'll have the deep, expansive systems we're claiming that they they probably won't. And but you never know. But it's definitely not a good. Maybe. Work. I can definitely say, and that. like, yeah, I don't know, man. Because like I've said before, I don't, I'm not a fan of like layered monetizing. I'm okay with monetizing, but when you start getting to two, three different types of monetization, it's like, guys, mm-hmm. like this is a full price game. This isn't a free to play game. It's not a reduced price game. It's a full ass game. Yeah. When you open it up, the first thing you see is shop battle pass. It's like, and like, do we need a shop and a battle pass? Because like, there, I think there is like kind of maybe a a future where, or like a possibility where there is like a, you know, the seventy pound game, and you know, they say here's the season pass, and oh, not the season pass, because if there is, that's another type of monetization. But you know, they say like here's the update schedule, you know, through to through to holiday this year, it's all free. We're going to add this new faction in the city. We're going to add a new hero, a new member of the Suicide Squad halfway through the year. You know, you get to play them. And then we're going to add new skill trees. And you're like, yeah, cool. It's all free. And so they say, you know, here's, you know, battle passes are going to help us fund that. Okay. I, like, I'm okay with that. And, you know, maybe the battle passes is like a, it's a condensed kind of premium track. You know, it's only like 20 levels uh, and it gets you, you know, a certain number of, um, you know, cool cosmetics that, that are reserved for that. I think that's okay but when it's like none of that's been promised yet so far you know it looks like there's three types of monetization you know having six currencies isn't a good look either <laughs> it's just mm. it's just not a good look I, there are you know depending on what they say i could be a, still be a believer but it, it just it depends what they say it's, it's just not putting his best foot forward i guess is maybe what i'm trying to get yeah no yeah it's just it's it's very weird and it you just if it, you you're expecting a lot out of somebody these days, um, it's 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 almost like when they make a game like this, you're kind of essentially like almost forcing the user or trying to persuade the user heavily into spending like it's going to be a seventy pound game, and then with like a battle pass around ten to fifteen pounds, and then I don't know maybe mm-hmm. some a cool skin you might like or something like that you really think the majority of players out there are going to want to spend like 80 to 90 quid on a title like like quids in like that is so much fucking money like to think that like if i want suicide squad and i want the battle pass i'm gonna have to drop close to 90 fucking pounds is a joke like I don't even buy, I don't even yeah. spend that kind of shit when a game like pre-order comes with like a cool statue or something. Like let let, let alone just for the product. Like God, it's just it really like people aren't happy with the seventy pound price tag as it is, and you're charging that and in-game stuff. Like oh, it, <laughs> it reminds me of like the 
the Destiny model, you know, uh, which we've complained about before, but like when we used to play Destiny, like the amount of money that we spent on the expansions for really not much, you know, we we yeah. used to we always made fun of them, like <clears throat> making you play the same levels backwards, you know. Yeah. We, you know, we'd always joke like, oh, in the next expansion we'll be playing this level uh, upside down, <laughs> we'll be in the hive mind upside down, <laughs> like <laughs> you know, yeah. we revert to be mirror mode. Uh, you know, we'd always joke about that because like it became a thing where they would just take the same levels and make you go through it backwards. You yeah. know, there was no new, there was very little new content. And they were like 30 quid a pop. You'd be done yeah. with it in four hours. And it's like, this is just not, it's just not good value ultimately. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There was only literally a couple of outliers in, in the Destiny, um, in, in, in the Destiny world that are actually worth, worth the money. Um, and that's like Taken King and like uh one of the others i can't remember there was something else in destiny 2 that was really worth it as well but like yeah for the majority of it like you said it's just recycled content a couple of new guns even some of those guns were kind of like reskinned versions of other raid weapons or they just brought back like raid yeah. weapons that were in the game before like destiny 2 were like yeah we're bringing back vault of glass and you can use the fate bringer again it's just like well i've already done this and i don't need oh, to spend 25 pounds on it but people oh, are so hyped. They're like, "Fate bringers back, let's go!" And it's like, "No, you're just feeding into what they fucking want yeah. you to." Like, God, the, the the way the way Destiny and the Bungie acted with Destiny was like, like kind of interesting because they kind of flipped the. They like were like, let's after a certain point, they were like, let's just appease the hardcore. You know, like the one percent, the the streamers. You know, and maybe all of the people that are literally you know dumping six hours a day into the game. And, you know, it, it's definitely had, you know, some semblance of an effect, I guess. But it, it definitely drove me away from the game. You know, yeah. someone who, like, I, I played the game pretty hardcore, but, you know, I tapered off and tapered off. But I think that continued thing of they kept leaning into this, like, oh, you remember that thing we released six months ago? God, are we so nostalgic for that? God, didn't we love that then? Yeah. We're going to let you do that again for 10 quid. And it's like, fuck off. I know. Yeah. <laughs> It was absurd. So to, to think in Destiny 2, they brought back the first ever raid that was made and charged you for it. Again. For a yeah. Destiny 1, like, 2014 title. With the same guns. Yeah. There was nothing, like, there was no, like, new drops or anything. It was, like, Vex Mythoclast and Fatebringer and the other scout. There was that really good scout rifle as well. Yeah, and it's just like, but people just yeah. bought into it. We're like, oh, yeah, I'm so excited. It's just like, no, it's the same shit. Are you guys idiots. I don't understand. Condemn this, yeah. yeah. Uh, I anyway, guess at that point. Uh, yeah, I mean to, to bring it full circle, like um, you know, I guess when Destiny was doing that, it didn't have any other types of monetization. You know, it, it does now, and it, you know, it has battle passes and stuff. Um, but back then, when it was doing those expansions, that was its only monetization. So you know, <laughs> whatever. I guess. It the store, but yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay, well, that's that's Suicide Squad. Uh, like I said, I saw I saw some gameplay after I saw this news, just because you know, I thought I'd you know check it out, and I was like, wow, this looks fun. This it looks does. fun. This is really good. Um, so uh, my fingers are crossed, man. Like you said, you know, you're absolutely right. Rocksteady has a good history in making the game and mechanics. I just hope this isn't going to be squandered by greedy Warner Brothers. You mm. know, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can share this screenshot though. Uh, as we talk about, 
it's caused some stirred a bit of drama as uh, a, a particular writer over at Kotaku. And I don't usually witch hunt, but we're such a small podcast and I'm going to share the screenshot anyway that I don't think it really matters. And we've spoken about this individual before, Luke Plunkett over at Kotaku, talking about Xbox. This guy, this guy hates Xbox. I don't know what it is. My man hates us, all of us. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a bit, I don't know, man. I don't know what we did. And he, you know, he, so Tim will put it on screen, but, you know, he said, he, he commented on, on what a Phil Spencer interview, and we all know Phil. Phil is like, nice to his own detriment, you know, in the, in his terms of his strategy. You know, he's like, we need to be inclusive, where we, as, as much as possible, you know, not be divisive, you know, reduce toxicity. And, the, you know, I think, you know, it, to some degree, that's kind of hurt the brand because, you know, they've been so gratuitous with their exclusive, you know, their approach to exclusives. But anyway, he said, turn away from dividing players, quoting Phil, says man at the helm of the most toxic fan base in all of video games. Is that just not the weirdest thing? Like, I, I don't know. It's just such a bizarre thing to say to me. Like, I couldn't believe what I was reading from from like a senior writer at Kotaku. Phil Spencer says game companies must turn away from dividing players and creators. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty weird. But what game companies must turn away from? But there's, I, I don't get it. Like, it's that's a good thing, though, right? You're not seeing the comment above that. What Luke's comment? comment? Oh, what did he say? Oh, sorry. I'm just on the screenshot. Um, oh, okay. Turn away from dividing players, says man at the helm with the most toxic fan base in all video games. Uh, okay. Yeah, literally, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, oh, what the, the man what? at the helm. It's not like <laughs> he's leading the charge of toxicity. Yeah. It's not. It's not. Yeah, as if, as if those two are connected anyway. Yeah, he yeah. can't. He can't. He's not cultivating this. Like Phil's actually been very good in the past with with making sure like everyone benefits as much as possible. Players, developers, all that sort of stuff. He's always been in talks with like Nintendo and and sony and bringing these things to as many platforms as possible if anything he's been the one most open to just yeah like like you said just building a bridge between all platforms to 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 benefit everyone um yeah that's absolutely hilarious like even if our fan base is toxic he's not like yeah he's not like the fucking worm tongue like whispering in everyone's ear like it's ridiculous Like, yeah, don't tell him, don't tell him guys about the messages we get from Phil every week that tells us to like go to certain, you know, PlayStation and Nintendo forums and, you know, tell them to, you know, KYS and everything. Don't tell them about that stuff that Phil tells us to do. That's all part of the secret Xbox, you know, hit squad. (laughs) That reminds me actually, Phil did DM me and I do need to go on the Nintendo subreddit and yeah. Yeah. Just dunk your daily that. dunk on, on yeah, exactly. Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God, this game's overrated. <laughs> God, this game's a Starfield wannabe, isn't it? Jesus yeah, does anyone Christ. else? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just wanted to touch on it because uh, he blocked me. <laughs> We're blocked. We're officially blocked by Luke. Yeah. Dude, how uh, many I, messages I think... did you send him? I didn't say many. I just, I just said like, 
because I, below this comment, he was like, oh, God, look at all these Xbox coming to prove me right. And it's like, you can't say something like offensive and then get, and then like, like use circular reasoning to back yourself up when people get offended. Do you know what I mean? If I was like, oh, God, all people with brown hair are fucking idiots. And then people yeah, with man. brown hair start calling me out. And then I'm like, God, look at them proving my point. It's like, oh. What's on his uh, reply so to And he blocked me. How do you know this? He put in quotes. Gee, wow, I don't know. How about I've been working in the job since 2006? Outside of community <laughs> managers slash reps, what line of work do you think? Insane fanboys mm. email message and abuse first. It's Xbox first and Daylight second. I mean, as you know, you know, all of us are born with an Xbox gene. Like everybody who owns an Xbox is born with an Xbox gene, you know, that makes us like feral, like kind of, you know, like we um we've got rabies or something and, and we have to kind of aggressively attack people. You know, it's you know, no other gamers have that. We have the Xbox gene, you know, and that's how that kind of works. It's not like we're all created equal and you just kind of put frames around things where you see them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's kind of absurd, yeah. If you not all the fans me about this, you will be blocked. Cannot understand how much my points have been proven over the last 24 hours. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I, didn't, yeah, I didn't get it. It's like you punch someone in the face, and then they punch you back, or they, they're angry at you, and you're like, whoa, man, what's your problem? Yeah. Yeah, what's your problem, dude? Yeah, why I knew you... this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> why'd you hit me back, man? That's not cool. I would never, I would never tweet something like this. I don't know. I just hold myself to a higher standard. I would never, like, particularly call out a user base because, as much, like, remember the algorithm works against you, firstly. But secondly, remember that like, it doesn't make any sense. We're all just people who buy a fucking toy. What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> what fan base is more? They're all toxic. They're all equally toxic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, you, so whatever. That's that was weird. fun. I've been, we've been blocked by a few people now. You'll be happy to know. You're welcome. Thanks, man. The list is getting longer. I, I just like I to, really I just like to throw it out wrong. there that Deck solely controls the Quick Resume podcast <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> and any blocks are a result yeah. of him harassing and not me. I'm just error code. I'm at error code Wheeze, just chilling. <laughs> like, I'm not uh, chilling, doing nothing, not I'm responding not, to my ads. Yeah, I'm not a tweeter. Not engaging. <laughs> I'm not I'm, the tweeter. I'm not one of those tweeters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should be, though. Oh, you tagged me in something. When you, when we hit... Yeah, I did. Yeah. No, it's right. Don't worry. Time, but a moment's gone now. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> all right i'm gonna move on to the next story yeah fucking do it. uh final honorable mention for today then avengers is getting shuttered no more updates it's getting anthemed last update is on march the 31st uh and the the support is fully discontinued on december the 30th as in no more bug fixes or anything like that they are saying you can still play single player and multiplayer after september september so they will keep the servers up but they've said, essentially, we're not going to guarantee how long that could be for. Like, they could be shut by the end of the year. In fact, I think that might be the case. I think yeah. the end of the year, maybe January 24, the servers get shut off. Still play single player, but servers are dead. Mm -hmm. uh, well, you said you saw this. What were your kind of initial reactions to Avengers finally getting the, the swift karate chop to the neck? I thought it was pretty quick. 
I thought it was pretty, pretty, like, quite quick to axe a game <laughs> like this. And especially as, like, I swear they released content for this game, like a new character or, like, an expansion not that long ago. Yeah, Winter Soldier, yeah, came out not long ago. Yeah, that literally came out, like, a, a few months ago, I swear down. And now they're just like, <laughs> guess we're giving up. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it seems really weird to me. Like, when you see a game shut down... Like the game is literally hasn't been touched. Like no bug fixes, no anything for like a year, and then it gets announced that it's shutting down. It's like okay, that makes sense. But to see something yeah. have updates, have new content, have a new character put into the game, and then them just like yeah, we're not working on it anymore. Servers might be dead by the year. Yeah, kind of weird to me. Like uh, it's a little bit odd. Um, but yeah, I mean the game was a bit of a bit poopy wasn't it so it doesn't yeah me. well i i think it, <clears throat> yeah i i think it like didn't it end up doing actually I, I think i remember this coming out and i remember being surprised that it, it did better than i thought it was going to do but you know still only like sevens you know yeah uh, maybe you know maybe high 60s i don't know i was, I was expecting way worse i don't know uh, but, uh either way not you know not good by consensus you know is the is the agreement yeah but uh you know, I just think it's a shame. It's just a damn shame. Uh, like, I remember this game getting... This game announced back in, like, 2017, maybe even earlier. Uh, like, it's the first, you know, a tease trailer. And that was, at, like, the real height of, like, a lot of the Marvel stuff. Mm. Uh, you know, like, around in-game time. And that's, you know, it's probably a strategic announcement. I don't know, and I remember being like, oh, man, that's so exciting. Like, you know, an actual game, an actual Avengers game that's going to be, like, co-op, uh, you know... Uh, that that Square Enix, you know, oh, no, sorry, Crystal Dynamics, both. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that could be so great, and then we didn't hear about it. We didn't hear about it. We didn't hear about it, and then we finally saw it, and it's like, why does it look like this? <laughs> why, <laughs> why why is it Avengers? Why is that? <laughs> why why is that Chris Hemsworth, but not? Mm-hmm. Why is that Scarlett Johansson, but not? You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I mean, but then you could say like, the same thing about Guardians. It was Chris Pratt. No, not. I don't agree. It was it was no, Rocket, but not. But like, but like they they tried to replicate the movie characters, didn't they? In Guardians of the Galaxy, but they they did I, it. I don't feel they, like did they did it better. I'm not saying they they did it worse or they did it the same, but they did try and replicate them. I I don't feel they did. I I really felt that they made their own versions of the characters, and that's why it kind of worked. And I, you know, I. Of course, like, yeah, they're, they're drawn from the same source material, but I, I feel like they just kind of wrote them. Whereas in Avengers, it was like, oh, we need to copy the MCU versions. <laughs> and, and you know, and, and just from, like, just from looks, like, face value, it's like, what, like, it's like uncanny. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, it's so close, but not close enough. Whereas, like, the Guardians, they have their own designs in, you know, in Guardians of the Galaxy in the game. They had their own designs. Uh, you know, they mm-hmm. didn't look too similar. Again, it drew. It was drawn from the source material, but they, you know, I didn't look at that, and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't confused by the MCU versions. So it didn't come to. I never ended up playing this game. I always said I was gonna, no, I was gonna either. try this game at some point. It came, it came to Game Pass, I think, last year at some point, uh, maybe, maybe the year before. I can't remember, and I, I never ended up giving it a go because, like, I heard people say like the actual campaign and the the combat was actually kind of good. It was just ruined by you know this tact on like co op and repetition you know this and this bugs. desire to make it games as a service so yeah and bugs yeah and so you know it, it ended up having a lot of these wave-based 
defense things, you know, where it, where it gets really repetitive. But that's kind of what you do with games as a service. You know, you make repetitive fucking combat encounters and it's like, oh, it'll be different next time because you'll have an extra, put in a 5% reload speed on your hammer. <laughs> <laughs> reload those bullets <laughs> in your hammer. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, so I, I just think it's a damn shame. I, cause I, remember, I, I do remember feeling genuine excitement about this when it was initially announced. And... It, you know, it got supported for two and a half years. What did it get? It got Spider Man, Black Panther, I, I, and then I guess Winter Soldier. Um, Hawkeye. And this could have just been like, this could have, and Hawkeye, yeah, right. This could have just kept going and going and going. And, oh, She Hulk. Did it get She Hulk towards the end? I made that up. Uh, I don't know. I, don't I think you might have made that up. I thought it got sure. leaked or something. I, I feel like somebody made that got leaked. Maybe that's coming in at the end of the year oh, or later in the year. Sorry. Um, this could have just kept going and going like the potential here was so immense and it's just you know it goes to show that you cannot just lean on an ip and lean into the latest trends to find success like the the event like it released in 2020 like really it was still there's still a lot of i mean obviously still is a lot of momentum with the mcu i think it's fair to say that it's fallen off a little bit but on the release like it still had a lot of momentum like Mm -hmm. how do you make the an mcu game fail like fuck <laughs> like that's uh, oh, an immense screw up yeah yeah it's tough um yeah and I, I i don't even like i'm not even mad with the approach they took to it because back then that was new the whole co-op like loot based sort of thing like i i wasn't like appalled by that decision um you know and it definitely differentiated itself from the standard just single player marvel that was everywhere um at the time or had released like spider-man and stuff like that um yeah it was just it was just the way they did it it was just it was just a final package of it like i i I still think on paper you know the game kind of sounded fine um but yeah it was just yeah it was just ruined by greed and it was just yeah ruined by a lack of polish forcing it out of the door get as much money as possible um yeah, some of the shit I saw in that game where people like rev- like YouTube videos of them like video diaries of like where it went wrong, you know, all that sort of stuff with Marvel Avengers. Some of the gameplay footage in that game and like the bugs and how it runs and the amount of times you know where like little glitches happen and you have to like restart the mission because you can't progress. You know that sort of shit is so annoying like yeah. oh there's nothing more annoying to me than like if you're playing a game especially like a wave-based one and like the last enemy that's stopping you from progressing is like glitched in a wall or something and you have to restart the whole oh, thing so annoying it, yeah nothing it, worse it's so and that game was just filled with shit like that and it's just so annoying yeah yeah it was a damn shame yeah and you know it, it got me thinking like has there ever been a has there ever been a game that we've played like a? I don't, I don't want to say open world because I don't think this was an open world, but like you know, co-op, like RPG, I guess, like this kind of one in the RPG direction that's mm. been good. I mean, I guess the only example I can think of is Borderlands. What I, like, about I'm just struggling to think off the top of my head. Does something like Division not count? Because that's not necessarily MMO like <laughs> Destiny, is it? It is in, it in is. the PvP areas, but like other from that, it's just me and you in a world. We don't run into any other players. I load into your world and we just call it, you know. That's it. I it's suppose. all it's all PvE. And that was pretty good. 
Maybe it, it's still, ooh, it's still, uh, uh, yeah, it's a bit blurry, I guess that one. But maybe, yeah, what? But yeah, Borderlands. So yeah, Borderlands <laughs> is, is the best um, analogy for for something like this. I could have sworn there's something else as well. Are there more? There must be. Yeah, that's one thing. There must be more in I mean, all of our times playing video games together, Tim. We so you're saying you're more. saying loot based as well? Because I was going to say like co-op RPGs, I, I guess. Like Fable, but like. Uh, that doesn't really count. Does I guess, it? but like they were, no. I mean, I would, I, would, I, I think fine. Like you know, take Lou out of the question, and I'm still struggling. Like yeah, I just, Fable I think, 3. I really think that maybe Fable Three, but like, was it? Did you not just? Did you take your own character in? Like, could you like make any sort of progression while you were there? Was it or was it one of those lazy implementers? I like, I, I can't remember. Like for real, oh, I can't remember either. Crackdown, maybe Crackdown Two, Crackdown Three. Yeah, um, maybe maybe one of the crackdowns. Yeah, good example. There's definitely there's definitely some. Is this like our favorite thing? Monster Hunter. But it's just our, our <laughs> co-op RPGs are just really rare. I guess maybe Monster Hunter. Yeah, I guess maybe Monster Hunter is is maybe one of the better examples. And you know, it just got me thinking that like I don't think it's hard to pull off. You know, yeah, I'm sure we can tie the conversation into into Redfall somehow. But like, I think I think this stuff is 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 hard to pull off and to get right. Definitely. Uh, yeah, the, the, there's got to be other examples, but it's just it's just quite funny, you know, that I think that I'm finding it difficult to to think off the top of my head. Maybe Dark Souls. Mm, it's kind of like pseudo co-op, though, isn't it? It's not. That's, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, there are some out there. I mean, there's definitely. Um, I think I think we're both just having a bit of a brain fart um, because we love our co-op sort of games we play together and stuff like that but they're just um, rare though yeah they are relatively they are just rare. rare yeah which is funny or maybe just the good ones are rare because you know like we just said you know the, at the top of the show uh <laughs> these are the three back well, i said not back to back but you know three big superhero games now have gone down this direction between gotham knights avengers and suicide squad coming up uh yeah it's just a funny old thing. And it makes it even weirder, especially when they look over at the success of Spider-Man that they weren't just like, man, if we just picked Deadshot, you know, and made a single-player Deadshot game, that would do numbers. I don't know. Like, and I'm not I'm not against it. I'm not one of these people that's like, that, that that's your response to every multiplayer game because some people are like that you know some people are like if there's a if any if a game is touched by multiplayer they're like why can't they just make a linear single player game with the <laughs> good graphics and the good story about a dad and it's like i'm not one of these people that i'm yeah. okay with some multiplayer experimentation but it's more that i'm surprised that nobody's seen the success of spider-man and be like oh let's try and copy that i, I don't know mm. I feel like if I feel like like you just said a Deadshot one would have been really good, yeah. I feel like that inside of like a Hitman esque formula would have been fucking sick. Like you take contracts, Great, yeah, would have been and you got your sound gangs, yeah, yeah. That would be so cool. And Batman's like hunting you, mate. We <laughs> it's should, like he's like an yeah, invader. He, yeah, he's like the uh, he's like the Mister X. Yeah, that after like a certain time yeah. just turns up and makes your your life more difficult if you haven't killed your target. Yeah, uh, yeah, dude. We should we should totally make video games. That sounds great. Make a studio. We can we, we can be the, someone the, to, the idea. Man. Yeah, we just need <laughs> someone to type out the code for us. But we're we're great. We're the idea, man. You could do code, can't you? That's your. You can do that. Oh, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not the biggest coder. I know some, but <laughs> I mean, just do code. No. 
I do coke. In game. <laughs> it's a little bit, a little bit different, but that's okay. I like your spirit. I like, I like where your head's at. I do spirits. I... <laughs> Stop. My man needs rehab. All right, I did have one more. Uh, I did have one more uh, honorable mention that I forgot about, uh, and I've realised I fucked up the. Uh... <laughs> the the note i left <laughs> but it, you know it's to do with uh marketing synergy across for the developer direct you've got arcane retweeting you've got bethesda tweeting you've got mojang tweeting xbox is cheating uh, retweeting it's great everybody's everybody's retweeting yeah everybody's got their own little graphic that they're, they're using you know eso i'll just they're, they're it's great we've got that the marketing great. beat they did it We've been complaining about this for years. Uh, and it's the first time we've probably seen it. However, what I put in my notes, Tim, can you see the little note above that? And can you read it out for me, please? Develop direct marketing aubergine ob- 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 <laughs> across <laughs> Xbox. <laughs> okay, Bethesda and Mojang. What was ob- that supposed to say? Man. I, th- I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe maybe synergy, but I don't know how I would have done that. I guess the S is near the A. I, yeah, and the Y is near the U. Oh, and the N is near the B. Yeah, for sure, synergy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Over genes and cross. Oh, that's funny. I like it. That'd be pretty good though if all the accounts were just tweeting the uh, uh, you know the aubergine emoji. Yeah, commonly used to represent a penis. Yeah, like the little water droplets afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come watch our developer direct aubergine with water droplets. <laughs> It'll make you cool. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, no, it's 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 good to see. It's I I I like it when marketing comes together like this because it looks it's cool man it's cute yeah. you know like everyone has their own like color their own like identity and it's just yeah it's just kind of cool um yeah yeah i like it it's a cool vibe and it's also like it's also like they've got confidence do you know what i mean like it makes me feel like there's confidence in the show you know you know rather than you know like the, the big thing i keep coming back to is that redfall trailer that we had around uh halloween time um <clears throat> and nobody retweeted it. It was it was a good trailer, and nobody. And it's just like, man, it doesn't feel like anybody's really confident about Redfall. Yeah, and it's not helping. It's not helping the situation for a game that needs more more traction in the, in the marketing department. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this it, it's good. It's good. And we'll see. You know, this week it's uh, you know Wednesday. It's the direct. So uh, I think that's that's all we've got kind of to say about the directs and uh, in, in the build up. So uh, in case you're still listening, if anybody's listening, we're hoping to do the live stream. Uh, for for then uh so we'll catch you there you know the, we'll, we'll have a video up on the channel if you if you're following me on twitter you you know you'll get confirmation of that but that's the plan to do the live stream uh for the show it is yes that is indeed the plan what was that that's wednesday uh, wednesday yes wednesday is eight o'clock our time i think 8 p.m okay yeah we'll do it uh Okay, let's move into the main stories then. Uh, not that much, but the ones that we do have are big talking points. So uh, this is that time of the video where I'm going to ask everybody, please, to like the video. Consider subscribing if you're new. Uh, hit the hit the subscribe bell. What's it called? Notification bell. Uh, and follow us on Twitter, you know, if you want. You don't have to, but it'd be pretty cool. We're really close yeah. to 50 subs. That gets that? blocked that'd a be, lot, be, so nice. it'd be nice for him to get a couple followers too. 
it's true it's true and every now and again i noticed i was i was at 50 followers last week i'm now down to 49 so i don't know what i'm doing that's upsetting people but i clearly you're being too you know, logical not for man. everyone I'm, just, I'm clearly i'm clearly a controversial figure in the xbox community you know you just need to fling your feces around like an actual gamer on social media you don't need to be intelligent <laughs> about anything think? you say yeah yeah fuck place just every i'll just do what everybody else does yeah. oh man I, I wanted to i wanted to talk about this like with forespoken coming out this month you know mm-hmm. and it, it's it's not looking great honestly you know low and and as well the, the the pc specs were like through the roof which is like not a good sign for like performance you know and loads of big outlets haven't been given a code like even like like non-public like skill up was tweeting that he hasn't got code vgc mm. uh, i think polygon like low whereas apparently a load of very small youtubers have been given codes very convenient yeah. uh you know so off there. Yeah. You get, yeah you get the sense that there is some slimy you know exchanging to try and keep reviews above 70 <laughs> honestly so i don't know we'll see um but what you know what what i was saying was that i'm seeing a lot of people in the xbox community doing what uh, the other idiots do where they're like they they go and find gameplay from like you know the reveal initially and then they put it side that you know they find the gameplay from now and they just save it you know click save 720p and they put it side by side and they're like mm. oh what a downgrade and like whether there's a downgrade <laughs> or not like I, I mean whatever but it's like uh, like why because then these same people get really fucking pissed when when other you know like people on the other side do the same yeah. thing when starfield comes out and somebody zooms in on a leaf and they're like oh look at this leaf it's not very good quality and then they're like oh actually you know that leaf is fine quality and it's like it's just you're bringing on yourself yeah yeah at the end of the day just don't fucking take time out of your day to be that petty i mean jesus to be able to actually just sit there for like an hour and go back and find like the earliest footage or if like a cinematic trailer and then compare it with something now you're just doing it to get a reaction you're a very lonely person you're very bored just don't do it <laughs> stop well yeah how about go play some video games it's it's you know? at the end of the that? day it's just it's a shame because you know if that game doesn't do well i'm not like haha fucking sony suck am i right yeah, i'm like i right. just want that to be a good game I don't gain anything yeah i also yeah. have a playstation <laughs> i wouldn't mind playing that you know, it does. It looked kind of cool when I saw it. I was like, "This, you know, I'm vibing with this. The magic here looks sick." You know, I was just like, "I would play this." You know, if it eventually came to like a, a subscription service or something like that. At the end of the day, I just want a good game. Like, I have all consoles and I want to consume good games. So, yeah, that's right. Annoying stuff, silly shit. Yeah. Uh, okay, first big story, Tim. Let's get it out of the way. ABK. <laughs> the EU and the CMA are raising objections to the acquisition. Doesn't really mean all that much. It just means that they're saying, you know, uh, we have some problems. Doesn't mean anything. It's not a block. Uh, in my eyes, honestly, this means the deal is going through. Okay. The fact that they're at the position where they could block and they're choosing not to. And we know Microsoft is being have very, very cooperative and uh, you know has said that they're okay with making remedies. Uh, suggests to me that this is happening. Uh, so uh, we will see. I mean, we will, and, and also we'll have to see what the remedies are. You know, I like. Is there is there anything that could happen with this deal, Tim? 
that would like kill your enthusiasm for it like is there a remedy that microsoft would make like be forced to make that would like really diminish your excitement for the deal um i feel like if they were to do anything in regards to the sort of blizzard side of the deal and being like extra generous with the ips from there i'd be a little bit annoyed um i think it'd be kind of nice to have those locked down as a platform exclusive um because i mean at, like we i've said from the beginning of this like i don't care about call of duty i really don't give a shit um i care about the blizzard side of this deal um so like if if it ends up just being like pretty equal exchange on the blizzard side of things for across all platforms that'll be a bit annoying um obviously we'll still have all this stuff dropping into games pass and everything like that um but yeah yeah i guess just and anything regarding that um yeah would be a bit disappointing so to you it's like if there's if they're like forced their hand to make everything blizzard makes in the future multiply is that is that what you're saying i guess so it kind of comes off a bit toxic um because i'm essentially rooting <laughs> for blizzard ips to only stay on the xbox platform um well but... like existing ones i wouldn't i would assume that you you don't feel that way like you wouldn't expect overwatch 3 or diablo 4, like 4 or 5 to be exclusive right or, or like world of warcraft or, i mean it yeah. depends case by case thing but you know diablo I, I, 4 maybe I wouldn't expect those games to be exclusive and I would not be mad if they never became exclusive. Um... Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. It's kind of a hard one because when I think about it, like I'm definitely on board with just everyone having it and, and you know, it's just more money at the end of the day being pumped. You know, the more sales, is more money being pumped into both Xbox and Blizzard and, and a successful studio through the selling of their game. Um so at the end of the day, I guess I'm happy with it. Just as long as it's just dropping into Games Pass, um, which they they will be. Um, I'm a, I'm a happy bunny. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's not really too much um, I can say that would make this deal very negative. Um, but me. I think, but it's I just got to be worked on something important there as well. That's that's yeah it. right. So so there's that. There's like there's like the uh, the opportunity cost of like, and that's the thing. I guess when we're talking about this, there's like a degree of like, the platform I've invested in are investing a lot of money themselves, and if they spend this much money and I don't get much value out of it, well then I'd rather this money just went towards something else. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But that's mm-hmm. like ultimately the 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 value proposition we're trying to weigh up here. Um, but I think you've touched on something really important there, where you say Game Pass. One of the things that would really kill my enthusiasm if was if they were like everything this company puts out has to go to all competitors' subscription services, or you know, yeah. or cannot be, or cannot be put on subscription services. You know what I mean? It can't be put yeah. on subscription services day one. There's some sort of exclusion. Um, like I, you know, ultimately, again, like it's that thing of like, oh, why are you, you know, beating your chest for like uh, exclusionary? Um, deals in the you know, it's like, I don't expect people to be cut out of it. Uh, I, I want value out of this. Um, if it's coming to Game Pass, uh, I, I kind of expect that it comes to Game Pass 
before any other platform or their, their services, you know. Um, at the very least, or, or if there's any sort of deal that restricts it coming to Game Pass, um, because I don't feel like I'm getting value if it's just going to go to every subscription service, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I also don't need existing IPs to be made exclusive. I mean, yeah, if I was going to be turbo toxic, I'd be like Diablo Five, make it exclusive. Overwatch Three, make it exclusive. And I don't think it's off the cards. Like you know, it seems that Elder Scrolls. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to eighty percent less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Elder Scrolls is going to be exclusive, you know, and um, I, I guess that's different, you know, the whole strategy that Microsoft has outlined with um, single-player games, you know, versus co-op games. And, you know, there's more of a rationale for, like, single-player content and small group content versus big groups where, you know, there's large cross-play and or you know with that sort of incentive um but the the other thing that would kill it so the first thing would be you know sort of parity on subscription services or mm -hmm. or just total obliteration of them the second thing would be like any sort of binding agreement around future ip mm. like we know that blizzard's working on this this survival co-op ip with like a fantasy world and all the insider reports are that the game's going really well, looking really good, very novel concepts. You know, this AAA version of a survival game that's never really been done. Like, there's been lots of indie and AA attempts at survival games, and they've always mm -hmm. been like, you know, <laughs> early access and a bit buggy. And it was kind of Blizzard's like really going all in on the genre. Um, I, I think Xbox needs to lock that down. I think that I don't see any problem with Xbox locking new IP down as exclusives and straight into Game Pass. Um, mm. So that would be the other thing that would kill my... And I'm saying for Activision, you know, when they start mixing stuff up over there and Call of Duty starts taking a break and those studios can develop new stuff, I, that better not be locked out because that's value. You know, I, those are talented studios. Yeah, 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 I agree. Yeah, all, all, all of these potential future projects that are, you know, big, unannounced, um, and at the point of their release, yeah, I feel like they should probably be exclusive to the platform when they're this far off. Um, and these are all, you know, platform selling incentives for to get people on board um, with with Xbox over Sony. Um, and yeah, it would definitely be a shame to just see all of it just be shared kind of equally. Um, and then, yeah, I'm 100% on board with, you know, I just want things on Games Pass. Like, yeah, sure, put, I, I don't mind playstation having it but it would be a real shame if yeah playstation it just it's just they're just getting like the same treatment as us even though xbox are the ones that spent 70 billion on the deal but you know these they're also coming to playstation subscription service and stuff like that um you know i don't want to lock 
so, look, PlayStation as a platform out of a lot of these games, but it'd be nice for us to have this. We can have it through our Games Pass subscription service where they still have to spend £70 on it. You know, I feel like, you know, that's a pretty minimum, uh, especially when you're spending £70 billion on a deal. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think those are the two points, really. Um, yeah. But, you know, we'll we'll see as we go along. It's, um, like I said, it, this kind of makes me think think that uh, this is going to go through if the objections aren't killer. But having said that, it's, you know, we spoke last week about, you know, some of these giant tech companies just dropping some of these deals, like 40 billion deals, because some of the remedies that they wanted were not feasible. So, mm. you know, we'll see. Um, but, you know, Xbox has a plan B. Like that's for sure. Microsoft to have this money earmarked for something else. Like if this fails, they have they have another plan. So they'll do what they want to do as long as they continue investing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> On the back of this, a major EU trade alliance backed the acquisition as well, uh, saying, "quote that Sony is a clear market leader with its PlayStation platform, and Microsoft is still in a challenger position." Not really much to add, but we, we've seen quite a few trade alliances and union, you know, organizations kind of back the deal because there is kind of the human element to this exchange as well. If this doesn't go through, ABK are cut it, are laying off a lot of people. Mm-hmm. If this doesn't go through, there's a bigger chance that Bobby Kotick stays in a more influential position, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there, there, there are definitely benefits to them coming under the Xbox umbrella as well. Um, yeah, from a Absolutely. from a job, job keeping perspective, and just a completely giving the whole place a bit of an overhaul and getting rid of all these fuckers that are running it. Um, you know the way they are. So yeah, yeah. Okay. So here we go. We're on to the big bad, the big sad for the week. Uh, you know, unless you've been living under a rock, you have noticed that Microsoft has uh, made or is due you know, in the process of making around 10,000 layoffs. This isn't a unique thing to Microsoft. This is happening across big tech, across the board. Google has been doing, has had the same thing. Uh, Riot as well. Uh, a couple of other companies that I, I'm struggling to remember right now, but, you know, loads and loads of jobs are, uh, are being sort of laid off right now. And I will kind of just add a bit of wider context to this, that in the last two years, Microsoft has upscaled by 40K. Uh, 40, you know, uh, since 2021, they, they've gained 40K employees internationally. Part of that is due to COVID. And now they're cutting 10K. It's obviously a real shame, but overall, this is still a net increase in 30K. Uh, there is, a, you know, the argument here is essentially that all of tech and gaming lost their shit when covid came because gaming you know engagement went through the roof and so they upscaled 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 and they were like man this is great this is gonna go on forever and then obviously it didn't go on forever and now Mm. they're having to lay people off which is kind of fucking dumb because it's like i don't understand how new people getting paid literally six or seven figure salaries (laughs) couldn't have foreseen like couldn't have have, have (laughs) not I had this happen i don't know it just seems like poor planning um yeah yeah i mean they were clearly riding a pretty high wave but you know eventually the wave crashes right um it, we weren't gonna stay in lockdown forever you know covid was gonna die off you know and people were gonna start getting back to you know the regular 
sort of way of living and not being quite as um introverted or indoor activity based as 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 it was in its height um so yeah yeah there was there was no reason to uh scale so ridiculously high to the point where yeah now because of the dip they have to get rid of people again yeah, yeah it's pretty pretty short-sighted at the end of the day and of course the other side of this is you know following from the last story that oh my god this is a bad look while microsoft is <laughs> spending mm-hmm. 70 billion to bring on avk laying off 10k of their own to bring on about 10k you are like wow what a bad look yeah that's yeah there's no way around it yeah that's that's a pretty horrible look to cut costs when you're spending 70 billion elsewhere um <laughs> it's quite it's a really bad look yeah it's awful and you know it gets even worse and this is where i get like legitimately like pissed off um like that that a lot of this has impacted um a lot of xbox i don't really care about microsoft that much i don't know i don't know if that's a surprise i don't use that many microsoft products i i do use my xbox um i'm not opposed to, you know i use microsoft office i guess <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah but I, I don't use many more of their products not that i have a problem with them i just, I just don't i just don't use them you know i use a mac i have an iphone um you know whatever but you know the xbox being affected here is, is really uh annoying me id uh no not id the coalition uh bethesda bethesda game studios and 343 and 343 is a whole it's a whole other thing because they've been hit particularly hard and we'll, we'll come back around to that it's kind of its own story but you know xbox bringing on bethesda in 2018 yeah they haven't even really got going yet and i i don't really know if I, you know, where to point fingers at, you know, they obviously released Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo uh, as part of <laughs> under the old PlayStation contracts. That's kind of been it, right? And then Starfield, obviously, and Redfall coming out this year to bring them on and then start laying people off before they even really get going is like that. Is, that is so irritating. Yeah. Like, like, a, like because people say this, you know, anecdotally about Microsoft, don't they? That they're like they just they acquire a lot of people and they're not generally not that good about managing them. That's just anecdotally. I don't know the stats. I don't know the facts. And I'm kind of like, maybe they're right. Like this is, I mean, not not that I had an opinion before. I just wasn't informed. But seeing mm-hmm. this firsthand, I'm like, I don't know, man. Like I just don't. I really don't feel good about it. I'm like all of this chatter about revenues going up and you know Satya and Adele are making like sixty million personal income a year like you know they they all these companies are reporting more revenue year on year they're like yeah well, it's the most we've ever made i'm gonna lay off 10k people <laughs> so mm. like, like are you lying to shareholders probably or or like something's not matching here so like when it comes to xbox yeah it's just it's really annoying because xbox is we're, we're right on the cusp of supposedly you know having that final turnaround 2021 was a great year you know we've had this conversation 27 times but we're right on the cusp of things about to turn around, and now like to be laying people off right now. I don't know. I I just don't feel good about it. Like ge- like generally, and you know, my confidence in Xbox is a little bit lower after all of this. I, I'm like, I don't know. Like you keep saying you're committed, but where are we at? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, you can you can only really look at at the at the results right you you can only look at what's been given what's been presented and 
it's really nothing so far. You know, since all these big acquisitions, nothing's really come out. Um, and yeah, there might be some stuff in the oven, but like you said, how trustworthy is all this? You know, if they're saying all this shit about revenue and then they're laying off people, you know, how much can you trust that all these projects are going quite as swimmingly as they say they are and all this sort of stuff? You know, really, you got to take everything with a bit of, you know, with a pinch of salt. Um, and yeah, it's just really not a good look that you're you're laying off people that you bought in. Um, yeah, before anything solid has, has has even come out, and and when the stuff that's due to come out comes out, you know, no one's even fully aware of the quality that's going to come out at. You can hope it's going to no. be good, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, you have to have your your, your reservations, don't you? Um. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's not good, man. Um, but it's so weird because like a lot of people say like Xbox is such a great place to work and is you know such a great atmosphere and stuff like that. And I think it won best place to work last year or something or two years ago. Yeah, it won an it, award for it. And it just makes you think like yeah, with the cultures there and everything like that. But like from like a money perspective and a cash flow, like does something need to be looked at here is there like is there like too much being spent on the higher ups are they eating too much you know is there too much wastage is there too much all this kind of shit like because this shouldn't be happening if it's such a great place to work and everyone loves it and we're buying so much shit but we're still making layoffs like i i I don't get it there's got to be something happening there's there's some kind of leech (laughs) sucking sucking the life out of it somewhere <laughs> who is um, it who's doing yeah, it who is it is it the guy raking in 60 million nah can't be nah he's fine yeah just just bad looks across the board and then Joaquin says you know in the chat as well it, you know for xbox you know it, it does kind of overshadow the event next week you know it, mm-hmm. it's really set the tone for this week um you know hopefully the show's good enough but we can be like okay actually maybe they are going to have their shit together this year. And, you know, we can look at a couple of things and think, oh, you know, they are changing things and how they're doing, you know, like, like the, you know, the marketing around this event and this event is, you know, making a whole new event like Nintendo has. Like, this is good. This is good, you know, actual changes. Like, we haven't seen actual changes like this uh, from Microsoft in a long time. You know, they've, they've inhaled studios, but, you know, how they kind of approach in the output has kind of not really changed. I kind of, you know, and, and when we look back at Phil... I think this ties into what also Rakeem was saying before. When we look back at Phil's legacy, it's going to be mostly positive, but like I'm, I don't think he has ever really figured out how to properly announce games. Like he keeps, he, he, he's before he said that, you know, we announced games too early and then we didn't announce anything for a while. And then they announced it everything too early again. Like, you know, we're at a stage where we're still waiting for a vow. We're still waiting for fable. We're still waiting for all of these projects, you know, anything on them really. Uh, and so it's just a bit of a shame, you know. I, I just don't feel like there's been that those that many lessons learned. <laughs> and I don't mean to like do. I'm not like doom scrolling. Like I'm not doom posting. You know. I just think this is a bad look. You know. Really, when you're doing a podcast about a a, a product or an industry the worst thing you could possibly have to report on is that there's been 10,000 layoffs in, you know, in the air. I know that's just, that's Microsoft, not Xbox, but you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, it's, it's really like the worst thing you could be reporting on it from a confidence perspective. So yes, I am like retroactively looking back and I, I'm looking at it with a bit of a tilted lens. Um, but 
that's kind of how I'm feeling right now. You know, I want the developer direct to be good and to make me feel good about it. But like, you know, considering it was in tw- only in 2013, no, 2014, 2015, that there were genuine in talks about Xbox being shut down. And uh-huh. then Phil came in and he obviously convinced somehow Microsoft to be like, give us all your money. And that's great. And don't get me wrong, it hasn't been god awful. Their sales have been pretty good this gen and last gen. It wasn't as bad as everyone liked to make out, and they had some hits. But like the fact that we're, s- <laughs> we're still at that waiting stage, we're still mm. waiting. <laughs> really, yeah. you know. I, you know, and I, I, I will always say, you know, I've, I've said this on Twitter before that 2021 was a fantastic year, and we we have a good time with Game Pass, which has been you know tremendous. But there's still this kind of like they're just not on the PlayStation or Nintendo playing fields yet, and, no. and I making layoffs before we've got there is yucky yeah it it really does make you think that that, like again not sound doom and gloom or whatever but it really does make you think that like if this year doesn't slap and 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 a lot of these big projects have been going on for so 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 long i turn out to be not fantastic they don't review well and they don't sell well there's no reason to think that Xbox might not be in another 2014 state here um, and and start to look to potentially shut their doors because, you know, they've been like, sure, have the money, have the investment, you know, prove us right. And this is the build up this, you know, we're hitting the, the point, the climactic point now where these things start releasing. And yeah, if yeah. it doesn't, if it doesn't turn out well, man, like there's going to either be some enormous changes or fucking they're just going to start ripping funding out of xbox potentially um so again again yeah so it's it's quite yeah it's quite scary um uh, i have faith obviously you know this is we're reporting on a on a negative article right now a, a negative bit of news but i still have overall faith in 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 xbox obviously um but yeah it is yeah there is that thing in the back of yeah. my mind. Uh, it is absolutely, you know, and I, like I said, you know, I'm just like you couldn't be, you couldn't tell me to talk about something worse when we do like a podcast on this thing. So don't get me wrong, all the good things I've said about the platform still count. I still think Game Pass is incredible. It's heads and shoulders above the other subscription. Comp- uh, you know, it, it's changed the way I play games. I play games I would never play before, and that's that's really phenomenal to me. I think the console is brilliant. I love the features of it. You know, um, I, I love the, the actual, you know, the, the direction Xbox has gone in terms of um, its ecosystem, its streaming. You know, I make so much use of all the all of these things, which I probably wouldn't have done before. You know, giving me things I didn't know I wanted. That's that's exactly what you want out of this, or like an entertainment product. Um, you, you know, they they focus a lot on social games, which is again great for me. And now they're focusing a lot on variety. They've acquired some of my favorite studios, literally ever. Bethesda Game Studios, Arcane, you know, the Bethesda is a publishing label all round. And all of that into Game Pass, all for future games, like, could not be better. Obsidian? Like, you know, the list goes on and on. Um, so, I, like, absolutely, you know, I still think they're going in the, dire- the right direction. Um, but, like, when you start combining, like, this with, like, these continued reports about some studios struggling, you know, there's, like... Oh, like is Fable struggling with his engine? Like, are they using Forza Tech? Everwild has that been rebooted? State of Decay Three is that having a hard time? You know, three four three, Perfect Dark, with you know, in the initiative, and we never really—it's a lot of speculation, and, and there, there is, you know, 
I think there is a lot of uh, uh, journalistic like value in reporting negatively about Xbox. I, I for real, like I think it just gets a lot of clicks. I think a lot of people generally in the mass media like to dunk on Xbox. It's just it's fine, you know. It's just that's just it's it's like the because <laughs> I think to like the wider ones, it's kind of funny. You know, it's like Microsoft trillion dollar company has a gaming company but can't get on the same level as the other smaller companies yeah. you know yeah. i think that's why so it's, it's very easy for them to you know to, to dunk on them so yeah you know it, it's just it's just a bit rough this bit of news to hear when we mm-hmm. when we're right on the cusp of getting going and we've had so much to say <laughs> so much good to say in the build-up to this and you know <laughs> yeah yeah for sure yeah it's just a negative bit of news all the way through um so i I wanted to go back to uh, joaquin's question here um how do you feel about the sentiments that phil should go i don't agree but i'm hearing it more and more tim uh i i don't know it's kind of it's really hard to tell um we don't we don't have a look in behind the curtain we don't know what's happening we don't know how he's managing all the studios, all the finances, all that sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah, there's there's a lot. Everything with Xbox at the moment and its releases and its studios is shrouded in a lot of mystery. Um, so it's it's really it's really hard to tell where everything's at. You know, everything might be an absolute fucking banger. Everything might be looking genuinely ten out of ten, but we just don't know that. So it's it's really hard to to pin pin phil's position and say whether or not he's doing a good or a bad job because um, he hasn't he hasn't really done a good job yet and he hasn't really done a bad job yet he's kind of just there right now promising things that haven't happened yet um so i don't know i i like phil i think i think he's a really honest guy i think he's I think he's genuinely has, you know, gamers, not only for his platform, but gamers in general's like best interest at mind. Um, like you can tell that I, I don't think he's a bullshitter, that sort of thing. Um, and whether or not that's good, a good thing or a bad thing to be in this industry, I don't know. Um, cause that can show weakness. Um, but I think he's. I like Phil, and no, uh, I don't agree he should go. Um, but yeah, it's just very hard to definitively say whether or not he's doing a good or a bad job right now. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. I, I, I you know, I, I don't agree that you know. I think it's it's a, a bit ridiculous. You know, I, I think when you look at people like uh, you know CEOs or whatever, you know, but the boss of a particular uh, whole product, you know, you're never going to look at someone and be like, well, they had a flawless run. Well, that's flawless. Nothing wrong with that. Like, I let's not forget again. Like, Xbox was on the cusp of of literally dying in like 2013, 2014, and Phil somehow managed to bring Satya to the negotiating table, and they were like, you know, they became a main they, because before they were kind of like a little toy, you know, a cute little side project of Microsoft, but now they're on the actual table, uh, and you know, that's unbelievable. And like, the Game Pass has been unbelievable. This focus on backwards compatibility. That that's all being Phil's era Xbox, you know, getting back on the most powerful console 
you know, having strong consoles, having a family of systems. This has been Phil's like vision. And all of that he has executed like flawlessly. Perfect. Like the way cloud maybe cloud hasn't gained traction he wanted yet, but the way it all connects as an ecosystem, mm. it's been perfect. Phil's handling of first party studios has been really just a bit meh. Really mid. Uh, you know, uh-huh. they've been and even like publishing deals, you know, like we had, there was a handful, but you know, just one I can think of at the moment, like Recore, you know, in that 2017, 2018, they, we had loads that just came out mid and we just had a string of mid releases, uh, mm. like a uh, crackdown, I suppose it was another, third, uh, you know, publishing deal, but you know, between State of Decay, CFE's launch, you know, we all know that that's gone well, even State of Decay 2 has you know, gone better now, but you know, you know what I mean, that mm. string of like 60s launches across like four years, just like awful um and so we're now we're at the stage where we're like they need to be quality <laughs> like all these games need to be quality and i get the sense they know that i get the sense they're delaying 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 because they know they need to make hits um but what that results is obviously like a lengthened like increase in time where we're not seeing shit yeah we don't you get to see anything so it leaves us to speculate and then people make cut layoffs like you know make some of the layoffs and so we're like god damn it what's happening where is everything so when we like I said and then uh, we'll come back to this again but like this will definitely be part of phil's legacy you know he might not be around for like i by the end of this gen phil's probably gone and we have someone else in but when we look back i think we you know all of the positives i just said about keeping xbox alive and the game pass and that that vision of the shared ecosystem we're going to be like wow that was it literally changed the industry. It disrupted the industry. It got yeah. PlayStation to make two consoles. It got PlayStation and Nintendo to make a competitive subscription service. You know, it got the, it got them to do a lot on like the hard, the hardware and software level. Mm-hmm. But the first party problem, like we're still not over that hump yet, and that that yeah. will be like a big strike against his name, um, unless you know it starts to turn around at the end here, which is what we're awake for. And the other mm-hmm. side of this, Tim. The other side of the story, again, it kind of ties into this, is 343, who's been particularly, who's been hit particularly hard. You know, reports are fluctuating that the company's loss has been between somewhere between like 20 and 50%. That's mad. Like that. And again, when we're talking about bad looks, this is, and everybody says this, it's it's Xbox's premier studio. It's, It's their naughty dog. It's their who the fuck makes Mario? I don't know. Nintendo, <laughs> Nintendo. Yeah. What's the name of the? I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it 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 would be like one of these platform holders cutting one of their those teams in half. It's like how have we got here? And like this is the other side of it. When we look back at Phil, for sure, mm-hmm. there's a strike against his name for Halo. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, um, and I don't know, you know, it's it's just because the buck stops with him. We don't ultimately know what part of the management was the problem because that's what a lot of devs are saying now that they've been laid off, that management was fucking impossible to work with. We don't really know if that was him. You know, probably realistically it wasn't, but the buck stops with someone. And someone should, you know, so, like we've had three games like where there's been a major problem with each of them. And the fact that nobody stepped in at some point and were like, we need to, we need to do something here. I don't yeah. know. Sorry, I cut you off. Yeah. No, no, no. I was literally just gonna say, yeah, the whole three four three thing is um yeah, it's it's extremely disappointing and it just makes you think like was it not kept you know, was it a closer eye needed to be kept on it? Especially 
I, I just don't, I don't get how something like this could happen to your premier studio, to the studio that's making the game that you're fucking printing on all the boxes of your fucking consoles and <laughs> fucking marketing the shit out of it. And it's it's the franchise that put Xbox on the map. It's the franchise that saves Xbox. It's the franchise that does everything. Like, how? How? How has it got to the point how? where where it is now? Um, is it a lack of 343 having the resources they need? Is it a lack of them needing the management they need? Or is it just the fact that they're genuinely, maybe they're just not up to it? Maybe they're just not the right studio for it? You, you you don't know um but i don't know man i'm kind of i'm a little bit on the bandwagon of 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 maybe maybe halo should be handed off to someone else um just to just to have a go at it um but ultimately that in itself is so fucking risky too because giving halo to another studio now and having them have their first attempt at such a prestigious franchise and then if that doesn't hit and you've got a couple a couple generations or a couple iterations of a halo game that doesn't hit you, the franchise is just fucking six feet under at that point um so it's a really tough position uh like xbox and 343 have put halo in such a tough position where it's it's really hard to know what to do with it and how to put it back on the map um yeah it's 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 a shame man it is a shame it is it is a shame and you know we're, we're gonna cycle back to some of that or you know what you said about um you know different studios being involved with halo um as, as is the title of the video um but you know so you know adding on to what we're saying about you know a lot of the, the team at 343 being cut uh joseph staten you know who took over the the lead of Halo Infinite, you know, in the run-up to launch and, and, you know, over the last year to kind of get things back on course, essentially, you know, he was back on the, the Bungie team in the, in the original days and it gave people a lot of confidence, you know, that he was steering the ship. He's now left 343 and has gone back to Xbox Publishing. He was always in Xbox Publishing. He has been for like the last decade. He just came on to help Halo Infinite get through the doors. But I think there was kind of a, a secret, you know, like optimism that he was going to stay on the team. Mm. Uh, and, uh, you know... <sighs> It, it, it's obviously a bad look and i guess what what i find kind of you know hyper frustrating about this is that they like they they did it with halo like i i'm okay putting my my head on the on the chopping board design they did it it's just that then they, they they didn't have the planning i don't know what it was someone mm. didn't prepare them for the for the the, the the rest that they needed to do because for the first time they actually got it all right do you know what i mean like halo 4 uh, story was good, you know. Some people were maybe a bit upset with some of the designs along the way. Multiplayer was bad. Halo Five campaign sucked, but the designs were a lot better. But you know, a lot of people were upset with the multiplayer and the drift away from the classic gameplay. Halo Infinite, they got the story right. I love that story. It's still a nine out of ten. That campaign is, is, I really liked it. They got the multiplayer right. There was there was enough for launch i think you know it was like 11 maps it was like the same of what halo 3 launched with they got a lovely amount of weapon variety balancing you know uh abilities you know oh man that first month or two twitter mm. was exploding with you know halo clips in the sandbox and they got it and then it just couldn't be kept up like they did it but then they fucked it and so 
it, you know, there's a, there's an element of frustration with with Infinite because you know it sounds like the whole development cycle was really turbulent. Yeah, you know, we spoke about this before, but um, well, I don't know if we'll ever really know. But you know, with a lot of the developers that have now left, you know, there's been a lot of talk about how the team is genuinely really amazing, very very talented. And one particular dev actually said, which I had noticed as well, that a lot of the people who have left three four three and now on team like are on industry leading teams um and they were like you know 343 literally that team produces some of the best developers i've ever worked with um but man management was so difficult to work with mm-hmm. um like and there's i see so like people with 343 now working at like respawn or like jedi fallen order over at uh apex you know working at like on, on a card and like you know in high positions you know and I, ha- I have noticed that um so it, you know it, it more and more seems that this is what we had all feared that there was some management fuckery going on with that studio that just hasn't been able to get it right for 10 years, 10 years, Tim. Mm. It's a long time. It's a long ass time. They Bungie gave you Halo Reach. Do you know what I mean? And Halo Reach was like for a lot of like the classic fans, it was kind of the tipping point where it's like, uh, you know, maybe we don't like this direction, but you can't deny that it was the full package. Mm. Yeah, and after that, there's just been something wrong. And it's, yeah, it's just, I don't know why we aren't, it's just, it's just disappointing. Like, you know, like I, I, Halo Infinite is a game I still really, really loved, but like, I, I, of course, you know, understand the sentiment that a lot of other people feel. And I'm, I'm upset that I'm not still really playing it. And, you know, mm. I, I, they, a lot more work needs to be done to get me back involved in the game. Like season three is great and it's a new gun, it's new equipment, a couple of new apps. That's great. But like. <laughs> I need more than that. Like, so mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's just disappointing, and it's, you know, the, the confidence in that studio is at an all-time low. And um, you know, Pierre Heinz, who's the studio head, who, who was made, you know, Bonnie Ross left, and he was made the new studio head. Um, put out like a, a tweet today. You know, one of the three four three pictures that, that that you know one of the things that the studios do when a game's got delayed <laughs> they're like yeah. put a studio picture on it uh and they said because there's a lot of speculation that three for three aren't going to be the lead devs anymore in halo so you know he just went out there and said halo and master chief are here to stay three four industries will continue to develop halo now and in the future including epic stories multiplayer and more of what makes halo great and that's kind of it so i mean i do have more to add about this about some insiders and what they're saying about the direction of halo and, and the studios involved and everything but like what what's kind of like your your temperature on like where we're at with the studio now and like the history of 343 with Halo and, you know, uh, <laughs> what next? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so 343 have made, is it's actually two Halos, right? Is it? Four, five and infinite. Oh, they made four, five and infinite. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they took on yeah. from Reach, yeah. Um, yeah, it's... And how, what, to what degree is Xbox at fault here? I guess, sorry, is the other part. Yeah, I mean, by the sounds of it, it does it does sound like the majority the majority of the issues do stem from Xbox and from management and from higher ups making decisions or blocking or something like that. It does sound like three four three, you know, they do potentially have the skill set to execute and to make, you know, the game that everyone wants. Um but it's just it's being held back by higher ups, you know. That's definitely the sort of vibe I get um, after hearing everything that was just said. Um, but you know, there's there's also just 
the fact that 343, they don't have particularly the best track record with Halo. I mean, four and five is they they're just they're just okay. Like they're they're not they're not fantastic. In fact, I'd say five was actually a pretty bad entry, all in all. I think four was in my eyes looked on a little bit better. Um because I don't know, the multiplayer was fine in five, but I really didn't play it much. Um I I, I couldn't get to grips with it. And then we can all agree that the campaign was sucky. Um so and then they get given this and I do agree with you on the fact that they, they did hit it at like out the gates. It did come out pretty strong. Um but do they have the legs to continue it? Do they have the legs to you know, because a game is more than just the first month of a release. Um, it, it's so yeah, important, especially if you're going to commit to it. Exactly. If you're going to say it's a it's a games as a service. Yeah. Exactly. If you're making a live service game, a games as a service, and you're making it free, so the game solely survives on regular updates of content and fresh new innovative things coming in every season to keep people coming back if that is literally your model and you can't fucking do that for shit and they have not done that for shit it's probably some of the worst i've ever seen but are you are you the right studio for it you know (laughs) it it's tough to say i'm not upset the 343 are sticking with halo and they're gonna and they're gonna keep developing it but i also wouldn't be outraged to see it go to someone else either i'm very much i've got my foot in sort of both both fucking areas like i'm not i'm not too fast either way um because they don't have the best track record and and my god uh, have they have they messed up with halo infinite i don't care how well that game launched in the first month they've they fucked it up like you can't release a game as a a live service game a games as a service and have it the way it is just, and release two maps in a year. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's just unacceptable. I, I I don't care how good your foundation is. I I don't give a shit. Like you you fucked up. If 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 that's what you're going for. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. No, it's true. It's true. And you know there you know there are some which is in, uh, to a degree a little, a little bit more annoying because actually the game just started kind of getting a bit of steam. Like you know, Forge came out. Campaign co-op was out. You know, there was some movement on like uh, on how the the battle passes and the challenges and all those systems were kind of working. You know, it kind of got a bit of steam finally, just for this to happen. And you know, there's there's been a long history of of people calling for massive restructures at three four three. You know, we had the, the, there was a bit of restructuring to management. Uh, how long ago was that? Four months ago, maybe. Yeah, maybe four or five months ago. Yeah, uh, like and you know, that. let's let's not forget. The, the community has been was, was hashtag fire three four three was fucking trending for a while. So congratulations, <laughs> by the way. Um, so maybe this is a shakeup that the studio needs. I know that that's really morbid, but like, I, but I guess like this is the other side of it. Like, it's not the art. Like, artists are getting fired and coders, and it's clearly not their fault. Yeah, like we said, the yeah. foundation was fucking solid. Like, Infinite is literally still one of the best shooter, the best feeling, if not the best feeling shooter on the market right now. And that's being squandered. That's the worst part of this. It's being squandered. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to fucking play it because they played the sort itself. You know, the same eleven. 11 or 12 mats six thousand times and they're the people who are being fired that's the unfortunate thing and to make it even worse i guess this is the like this, this ties it all together this is like the, the, the grounding example in all of this that 
Infinite was meant to be the launch game for the Series X. Mm-hmm. And we all saw that demo and it looked kind of rough. It looked fun. It didn't look horrible, but there was some real roughness that you would not expect to see in a in the premier game for a platform holder. And in the three years leading up to that, somebody must have... Like, were there not conversations between the team and management of, like, we are not on track the you know the we, we know at some point this game was being tested one of the prototypes for 343 was like a hero shooter mm. for infinite that was that was a prototype obviously never saw the light of the day they were just fiddling around testing but like if that was something being tested because management were like give it a go you know and then really they only had 18 months to like knuckle down on the actual true vision of infinite that yeah. we ended up getting why were there not conversations between the dev between them you know the various levels of management like it's not ready or if there was was management just ignoring it like that's that's what you know the subjective report seems to be saying but that you know the fact that infinite was they had the upper manager were like yes go ahead it's going to be on monster cans it's going to be on the front of the box it's going to be on everything without like i don't know man Mm-hmm. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, at the very least, they could have just not put it on the front of the box. Yeah. And then there would have been le- less pressure. Yeah. I mean, there's some but... serious communication issues if you're if you're slamming the face of Halo all over your product like that. And then you're like, oh, it's not it's not ready. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh fuck. Like, there is some serious communication issues there. That, yeah. Like, like what, what's happening? That should never happen. Like... <laughs> ever that's insane yeah so funny that's what i mean man like it that it's just bonkers to me um so this is where we're at you know maybe up to half the team's been cut and our options really are number one i suppose to you know they they, they just keep the update cycle of halo infinite multiplayer going like you know halo is not going to go anywhere that's we can probably accept that Will Infinite ever really truly have a comeback? I mean, I don't know at this point. You know, a Forge is great, um, but it hasn't had the splash that I think a lot of the community were hoping. And also, like I will kind of add, you know, not to defend anything, you know, or downplay anything, but I, I kind of think Forge is past its time. A little bit, a little bit. Like, there's definitely space for it, but it, it's not the industry-blowing thing that it was back in 2005. Plus, we're not all because 15 anymore and can spend our entire day building maps and game modes, <laughs> which is back at the height. Well, yes, you know what I mean? Thing. You know what I mean? Like, custom games, was I think, was a big part of it. You know, you could go to the thing and download. And, I, you know, I've done a bit of that, and that's, that's been fun. But, um, you know, the barrier of entry to the games market has gotten even lower and there are like party games like the, do you know what oh, fucking i'm gonna <laughs> I would piss some people off here the fact that Don't do it. a lot of the community went on and on about how the game needs to launch with forge because that will change everything you know and then it didn't launch with forge and this is you know a real problem and and then we finally get forge and you know what you know what the, the browser is full of halo 3 map remakes Nacta Untoten, zombies from COD. Yeah. Some people just never grew out of 2005, did they? No. We have one of those friends right. in our group. 
<laughs> they just don't. Like those those forge maps existed in Halo Five. I don't know. Like I'm not gonna. It's, it's obviously not the community's fault. That's not what I'm saying at all. It's 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 more that you know, like I said, the, the barrier to entry to, to the to the games industry is, is lower, and there are party games of good quality now that you can go and play on Game Pass for free. Like so, th- that's what I mean when I'm saying like I you know I think it, it's not the industry shattering thing that it was back then. No. Obviously, there's yeah. still a place for it. Obviously, if Infinite still had a big player base, it would probably have more steam and more momentum. But it, you know. We're talking about different things here, you know, um, in different times. So mm. it's rough. And so this this is the second part of the story, Tim, then. Yeah, it, it's kind of around the, the licensing of the game out. And, and, you know, this is a really, like, wishy-washy thing now because the, the person who has reported on this is called is, is called Bath Robes Barton. <laughs> really credible, has reported on a lot of things from 343 before. Um, but Jason Schreier has also thrown a bit of doubt over it and saying that uh not sure about much of this but none of it's been directly contradicted or we're not getting a firm no or a firm yes but essentially tim this is a breakdown in 2020 xbox publishing had approached other studios uh to imagine the design of new halo experiences delegated but supervised by xbox game studios and 343 industries so supposedly there were already conversations happening about renting the ip out letting people make experiences in the halo universe Mm-hmm. With the downsizing and the loss of talent for producing narrative single-player content, this is the approach that's going to be favoured in the future, allowing for studios to build, with permission, Halo titles at scale on a lower budget. These studios will notably be able to have access to certain resources of 343 Industries, including the Slipspace Engine. This one property of the studio continues to be updated, perfected and improved, and the studio keeping within uh, within them the engineering team in charge of the engine yeah no engineers were fired it seems or very little in the layoffs so this would therefore uh lead in the future to more halo video video product video game products several games which could explore different ideas and approaches to licensing 343 industries would therefore find a place uh, of license manager as it was during halo legends so in summary the idea here is that the remaining team at 343 continue to essentially become the Halo Infinite multiplayer team. Yeah. The Halo multiplayer team. Uh, and the engine team. Uh, and then they license out single player content to other studios. Thoughts? Um, yeah, interesting. So they would solely only handle the multiplayer element of Halo Infinite. Or, or is it just that's, uh... but this is Halo Infinite we're talking about possibly you know if, if Tatanka is a thing you know the battle royale that certain of this is certain affinity certain affinity are doing then you know maybe 343 lend a hand with that to help upkeep that but certain affinity is a whole last studio that could probably upkeep it by themselves so but we're not yeah let's just assume Infinite. but there's not going to be any like it's single just a... player like expansions or anything like that onto halo infinite is there well there was kind of it was assumed that there kind of was gonna be and they're talking um, about that being long... licensed out canned <laughs> canned it just canned yeah yeah okay well it's there's been mixed reports uh some people are saying that there was some that was canned some people were saying that uh there's still some sitting there you know and other people are saying that there was never any uh, yeah. never any real campaign DLC that made it past the drawing board yeah um, 
I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily have an issue with that. I mean, I think, I think it makes sense to leave the team that's been working on Halo Infinite and its multiplayer, which is now essentially the game. Like people are done with the campaign, people might have played it again co-op. So it, it, essentially, the game moving forward is a multiplayer live service game from that from this point onwards with forge and stuff like that so i think it makes sense yeah. to leave leave that and any of its future updates or content or anything like that with the studio that made it and has have been you know working with it this whole time um you know it's, it's especially yeah i mean yeah it kind of it kind of does make sense even though they haven't done the best job with it um and then yeah licensing out any, any anything else um outside of that to be done by other studios i don't necessarily have an, an issue with this um i don't know yeah it's it, it's kind of hard to say but i think it kind of makes well, what, sense what part are you what part are you reserved about I, the fact that I guess that 343 obviously had trouble with this engine wise and stuff like that and to and to license this out or or give it to other studios to work with and pick it up not hitting the ground running like 343 are already you know kind of familiar with this um and a company and and, and another studio might not be um they, they might do an even worse job sort of thing you well know, i don't think they have to use slip space to pick it up yeah i they, guess they so. just they would just have access to it yeah yeah i guess i i guess if they're not having to use the same engine and stuff like that then yeah i quite like it why not right why not give another studio a crack at it um like i said though having having another another bad entry into halo or, or or more bad press into halo um from more studios um might just end up killing the franchise even more and people just be like is halo just done no studio can work on it maybe the franchise should just be left now you know that sort of thing yeah so yeah i mean like in terms of split slip space you know i think uh they've done enough work on it like the, mo- the majority of the problems with the engine uh like it's, it's firstly it is all speculation you know maybe it was a management thing all along we, we don't really know but like the, the in terms of what we can see from the game the majority of the problems with slip space it was like the networking side of it you know everybody spoke about desync which you know i will always say was, was an overblown problem all games have desync it's just to different degrees uh and how the game presents it to you so you know fair enough i will say you know it did there was a bit of maybe a problem a little bit i don't feel like it's a problem anymore so if someone was to use slip space for a narrative game it wouldn't be a problem like hey for for the campaign lovely you know it feels great so i wouldn't have a problem with that at all um but yeah you're right uh, you know there's been for a while uh, people have been saying you know we we make a video we made a podcast about this like months ago months ago where people would say like oh you know should someone else take over halo and people would say like, oh give it to software you know or give it to the activision team you know something like that mm-hmm. uh, fine but like I don't think anybody's thinking about what would happen if that game also didn't do well. Yeah, exactly. Like that well. Or or the community. Like, you know, bear in mind that the community needs a, a, a very exact type of thing. And mm-hmm. if they don't get that, do you know what they're going to say? They're going to say, Xbox are pimping out Halo. 
to rake in money, you know, for different studios. They're pimping it out. You know, it's just it's just become a, a money thing that they throw to people and will buy it because, do you know what I mean? It, it becomes a bit mm-hmm. of a lose-lose. Um, of course, I see the benefit in allowing other studios to have access. Like, I can't get out of my head the idea of, like, an arcane or an obsidian doing, like, a, a first-person, like, RPG in the vein of, like, f- like Fallout. Where you know, like in season two for Halo Infinite, you know, we spoke about like the headhunters or whatever they were, I think they were called headhunters, you know, and they were dressed in like the bones of the elites and shit. And they mm. went off and they were like, you know, they were like Spartans, obviously, and they went out on these covert missions as a three, or you know, or some of them went solo as well, and they're like really like brutal in their tactics. They're like covert yeah. ops. I can't get out how I had the idea of like having that in like this uh, from an obsidian studio with like you know, choices and like good dialogue like customize your own spartan or like even arcane like lean into like the sandbox and allow arcane to do some crazy shit like you know really cool maybe right you know i think and there is plenty of stories to tell in the halo universe outside of master chief for sure Mm -hmm. um i don't have a problem with that um I, i i i somewhat like the idea of this plan honestly like 343 staying on the multiplayer they finally got their shit together it seems you know i don't know if the game will ever actually pick up in terms of player count and population again um but you know it seems they're finally hitting a cadence now so that's fine let them do that for the next five years if they want to do that or however long they want to keep infinite going on for and maybe they do very very slowly chip away at the next main entry but i can't this is the thing i can't see them lending out another main entry to another studio i don't know that seems kind no, of wild yeah, to me they, they, they just rebooted the franchise <laughs> you know, infinite was a soft reboot i like give it to another franchise and reboot it again it's like oh my god this fucking ip is cursed <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah which was my main point is if you give it to someone else and they don't do a good job um mate i just don't think it's recoverable at that point um it, yeah it's 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 a tough position. It's a really tough position to be in, like like genuinely. Um, and you know, it's only the hole they've dug. You know, they they fucked up enough times that they they put themselves in this hole. Um, but yeah, you definitely have to be very careful with it. I think if you're going to give Halo to other studios and you're going to try and expand this IP and try and save it or something like that i think like you said you got to do it in the in the way you were talking like just do it in like separate stories um done in different ways um different formulas that sort of thing um rather than just giving them the next mainline game or tell the next chief story or something like that yeah i think just having like a spin-off sort of thing done by the coalition or something like that um could be pretty cool um yeah i think that's probably the best way of doing it and yeah i think leaving 343 uh in their stride hopefully now to just maintain the multiplayer um is is the best way to do it yeah Mm. and you know i suppose you know it it just begs a question doesn't it you know because if 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 these problems like i said if these problems follow other studios who then get access to the halo license you know it just tells us that whoever's managing halo in the middle management is is just they can't they're just meddling you know they're just being annoying so that's you know we'll see again it comes back to this thing it's like is it really 343's fault i mean you know 
uh, for, you know, it, it's a whole complex thing. And, uh, you know, to tie this into the wider conversation and our final um, story for today is the importance of Halo 2 Xbox now, you know. Uh, back in 2011, Phil Spencer himself, so this was before he was Xbox CEO, you know, this he was still a uh, first-party games manager person. But he said, uh, if if we lose our way with Halo, we lose our way with Xbox. And the, the context of the game, uh, sorry, the context of that statement was obviously a bit different because they only had four first-party studios at the time. And, mm-hmm. you know, this was before the launch of the Xbox One. But, you know, it kind of begs the question, how true is that? now and if it's not true is that because xbox has sized up or is it because they just fucked up <laughs> because the new retail xbox uh that we've been seeing out in the wild tim has starfield on the back doesn't Ooh. have it it doesn't have halo on the back it has starfield on the back of the box halo's being replaced what do you think with a new sugar daddy um yeah <laughs> Yeah, I I think it's I think it's an element of both. I think Xbox have obviously upscaled and they've bought more studios and they've got more things in the works, big IPs from Bethesda, um, Obsidian, you know, potentially stuff from like Blizzard moving forward, um, all that sort of stuff. We definitely have upscaled and we definitely have a lot more first parties under our belt and a lot more exciting things coming out of xbox and i also do think it's an element of they fucked up there's just not that much trust or faith in that halo franchise anymore but if we did that years back back in 2011 moving forward and all that yeah that's that's a huge hit but i don't think it's as big a hit now like yes it does suck that we've lost our way with halo but it's not the end of Xbox as a result of it because we have more up our sleeve. We have more, you know, trumps ready to release. Um, and I think that's kind of what they're leading into with this, with Starfield, right? And um, it definitely looks like Starfield is Xbox's new baby. Um, God forbid if that fucking flops. Jesus Christ, man. If we've got two fucking games that are on the the cover of xbox like console boxes that fucking flopped my god (laughs) that's embarrassing (laughs) that is so embarrassing that's what i mean man like they they just need to start spitting out hits like if you need to delay fucking do it fine i we will weather this storm we will be okay just keep feeding us you know through that game pass tube that feeding tube i'll be okay because that's good shit in there you know it's a bit mushy and you know i'd rather have a full meal but it, you know it, it is good stuff it keeps me going yeah um yeah. and this yeah we're kind of at that point now like i said the developer directors this week you know maybe we come out of that and we think you know what this is new. This is the new era, you know, the new era where Halo releases are really few and far between. It's kind of getting restructured and reworked, you know, in the same way that God of War took a break. Um, you know, it, the multiplayer will still be there ticking away in the background and maybe eventually it'll get to a point where it's so chock full of stuff and it draws people back in and to tankers, you know, just launch and, and, and that's really exciting. Uh, but maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't, and so it just kind of ticks away in the background until there is a next single-player release from id Software or it's 343 or it's Obsidian, you know. But in the 
in time, this is new Xbox that's going to be front and center. It's going to be Starfield with an 85 plus Metacritic. You know, like, you know, if, if this if Starfield comes out to a 90 plus Metacritic, I, I will I'm I'm going to boot up the podcast and I'm just going to cry into my hands for a solid five minutes because yeah. Xbox hasn't had a new like IP pillar like come out and like bonk it. See, like I uh, I, li- I literally couldn't tell you Sunset Overdrive. Yeah. I was on 90 plus, but it was like, not like 84, 85 or something. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's crazy that we've gone this long. I'm, yeah, and these numbers are like, you know, they're numbers, whatever. You know what I mean? It, it could be 85 plus and it, that would still be a, a huge, immense success because of the nature of a Bethesda Game Studios game. There's like, it's like a decade between Todd Howard's games. They're a big deal now. This is a big deal no matter what. But, you know, there is a point where if the game comes out to like 70s, high 70s, that's a fuck up and that's a problem. Yeah. Uh, we could really be looking at a year where Starfield comes out to 90 Metacritic, Forza Motorsport comes out to 90 Metacritic. You know, Minecraft Legends, Redfall, fine. Redfall, 99. It's, well, it's, <laughs> yeah, Redfall comes out, you know, maybe it's 90. Maybe it's a big surprise. Maybe it's 85 plus. Minecraft Legends, again, maybe that's in the 80s as Game Pass. You know, maybe there's something secret they've got themed in here. Maybe it's Hellblade. That comes out high 80s. Not, do you know what I mean? We could really be, we could really be looking at that. And mm-hmm. I think Xbox knows that ultimately, you know, so to make, make it a bit more in an optimistic tone for the end of the show. Um, I think that's kind of really how we're, how we're looking. I think, you know, what's happened with Halo is a real, it, it's, it's an immense fuck up. And, you know, like, like I've said, when, when we reflect on all of this at the end of the gen, when Phil leaves, we'll, we'll point to Halo as like, man, that mm. you just, it, whether it was, you know, it stops at someone, it's like someone, something needed to happen earlier and it didn't. Um, you know, despite some of the enjoyment we got along the way, but you know, there's lots of other things here to enjoy, and hopefully, while that sorts itself out, we can start feasting <laughs> in some of these other areas. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, then that's the end of the show. Sorry, today was a bit of a bummer. Like I said, it's not, it's not a do. We're not doom posting. It, it's just the nature of of what the news was today. Um, you know, hopefully we come back next week. I'm really happy after the developer direct. Um, or at least a little bit happy. Well, we'll be, be happy too. after um, Forspoken gets four out of ten, right? That, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I thrive off other people's pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um. <laughs> Oh, I meant to say I meant to say at the top of the show. I, I played a little bit of Monster Hunter Rise. Fuck, I'm not going to go into that now. But yeah, I, I was just thinking like, what else? Like, what's happening on Game Pass? But yeah, I played a bit of that. Hopefully, yeah. everybody's enjoying that and the Persona games that's come out as well. Yeah, um, yeah. For anyone who hasn't, but Tim uh, hit, hit, hit played Rise. Uh, I'll jingle. Yeah, for anyone who hasn't played Rise, yeah, play that shit. I mean, we're only not playing it because we we've absolutely blitzed that game on Switch. Um, it, it's it's phenomenal. Uh, that is a hell of a Games Pass game. Tim. It feels so good. Disaster. It feels so good. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. But just, it, mate, it's just starting from ground one again. Like, I'm like two, three hundred hours in on this Switch. Like, it's just. I know. And, and it's just like with, with with other, with so much coming out. Like, I want to play Atomic Heart in fair, but I'm, if Wild Hearts does well, I, I'm genuinely might might splash out on Wild Hearts. You know, it's, I think that looks shit. I think it looks okay. I, I think, think it looks okay. It looks good. I think it has potential. Low 70s. Yeah, but, you know, it, it, it has potential. And if that reviews quite well, um, and we're both on board with, you know, a new Monster Hunter experience, 
you know, we do we do half our games too. I'm so looking. it's it's not like the priciest thing ever to be like thirty five pound for a new Monster Hunter grind game uh, to play with our friends. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll have to see what it comes out to. Uh, I have my reservations. There's no fucking no way I'm pre ordering that shit. But you know, I'm hoping. <laughs> but yeah, good for you, man. Thanks, man. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, uh, if you are feeling good about Xbox, you know, give us a like. <laughs> if you're feeling good about the Developer Direct this week, give us a like. Uh, we'll be streaming it, like I said, hopefully on this channel on Wednesday uh, to do sort of a live reaction, and then we'll be back next week at normal time. So uh, we hope you'll have a wonderful Sunday yeah. uh, or whatever day of the week you're listening this to on listening listening to this on yeah. This, yeah, you did it. And, yeah. And, and take care of yourselves. Have some water. Yeah. Good night. Goodbye. Good night. Good morning. Whatever. Good night. Bye. Good luck. Good night. Good, good day. Good night. Good luck. What's that from? <laughs> dying light. It's dying light, yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.